What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up. Cause my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome everybody to another edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com. I am your host. Art Stapleton, and we are into week two for the New York Giants training camp, year two, Brian Dable, Joe Shane, and we got a good show for you today. I was able to catch up with Jalen Hyatt, and surprisingly, given his speed, that I was able to catch up with him. Uh, Okay, dad joke. Anyway, Jalen Hyatt, we had a conversation, interview after practice on Sunday that I wanted to share with you on the latest episode of All In. I think you'll appreciate where Jalen's coming from, and I know there's a lot of excitement around the offensive weapons on this team, and there was really talk in the spring that Jalen Hyatt might not be ready right off the bat. And he may not have a role in this offense off the bat. Well, I'm here to tell you from day one to day four of training camp, which I saw as we're getting ready for day five on Monday, is that Hyatt is making strides here in this offense. And I don't think it's a question of whether he's going to be an impact player in this offense. I just think it's a matter of when. And from what I've seen, the speed, the vertical speed, and that's something that obviously anytime Jalen Hyatt is spoken about is always talked about. But his short area quickness is really what catches your eye. Having watched him Friday night running some drills, uh, it, it really is next level. And I think the Giants have a plan to be able to get Hyatt into positions where he's running routes that will expose the defense. And I think we talked about that, Jalen and I, after practice. Uh, I'll say now, you have to excuse the Meadowlands wins. Kind of affected the microphone a little bit. But uh, initially we were just having an interview, a one-on-one interview, and I thought to myself, why not record this and have this for all in? Because Jalen was kind enough to give me the time, and we were able to kind of pump it out a little bit, so deal with the little wind. Hopefully you can can hear everything that Jalen says, and, uh, you know, we'll get to that quickly. First off, Before we get to that, I wanted to mention uh, all of the ticket giveaways that we've been doing on social media, and you Giants fans have been great. I offered to be able to be a conduit between Giants fans looking to get rid of tickets, to get them in the hands of other fans, Uh, and I appreciate everyone being involved in the DMs. We've given away over 150 tickets in four days of camp, which is kind of insane, Uh, All I've asked is that you follow me on social media 
and you subscribe to our new newsletter, All In on New York Giants. Yes, it's a play on the podcast. It's involved our coverage, my coverage of the Giants at NorthJersey.com and the USA Today Network. And you guys have been great. And it's been overwhelming, if I'm being honest, the amount of tickets that have gone back and forth. Now, reminder, these are all free. So it's really just trying to provide a a service, uh, also part of the community engagement. But I'd be lying to tell you if I wasn't trying to get you a part of our coverage and have you know the newsletter is coming. We have a story posted and I, I put out the link on Twitter today that you could go there. If you haven't subscribed already, all you have to do is put your email in there. And every Friday, you will get an email starting probably within the next two weeks. Links to my stories during the week, if you haven't been able to catch up to them. Links to the latest podcasts. And you'll have a back and forth with me. And the, f- the back and forth comes from social media, email, But I will answer your questions. I will try to provide exclusive insight in that newsletter to things that you won't read anywhere else. And that's because we are on site. We are there. I am there. I am going to Detroit next week. I will be there. We will be on the road with the Giants during the season. You cannot get this kind of coverage anywhere else. And I'm confident in saying that. I truly believe that we are your source for the New York Giants. And I appreciate you always listening to this podcast and being all in. And that's where we're at. So I'll come back and give you some thoughts on where training camp is and where the Giants are going the rest of this week. But right now, let's get to my interview with Jalen Hyatt, third round rookie from Tennessee, you got to like what you're seeing so far. The arrow is pointing up. So, first off, I have the pleasure of talking to you today after that one deep one. What, what, when a play like that develops, take me from inside the huddle to how it develops and what yeah. you're feeling and how good did that feel today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, just knowing, uh, especially when we call D concepts like that, um, knowing that it's going to be a play action or a progression that uh, whoever the quarterback is, um, you know, I know they're going to throw it deep. You know, it's the first option they're looking at. So, um, only thing I wanted to do was just to, to run fast, get open, be decisive, and uh, make the play. You know, when it comes to me. So, only thing I'm trying to do right now is stack days on days, and um, you know, tie right through a perfect ball, and I just went underneath and cut the college. You talk about stacking days, the idea of of where you're at. I mean, compared to me, really from day one here to now day four, yep. um, I see a difference in you. Do you see a difference in you? And what is improving the most? Do you think? Yeah. Um, you know, this is going from day one, day four. Uh, really, for me, it's just getting comfortable. Uh, getting comfortable with the playbook. Um, I'm very confident in the playbook now. Uh, very confident in the quarterback sets uh, plan. And, and I'm just very confident in, you know, what I'm doing as far as on the field. Um, and every day I know it's going to get better and get more comfortable. But just learning. You know, learn on the way. Uh, learning the playbook. You know, we have a lot, a lot of different things in this playbook. So for me to get comfortable with that, I think that's the biggest step for me. How much time have you put into the playbook? What's your, what are your nights like? You know, take me away from the facility. We know how much work you're doing in the meeting room. How much are you trying to find a way to do things on your own? You know, uh, for me, I think the biggest thing was the offseason, getting with DJ uh, and actually, you know, going through the routes, actually going through the concepts that we have and the plays that we have, you know, when we had that off time. 
Uh, and not only that, I mean, you know, they're great teachers as well. Daniel has, has taught me a lot of things and what he likes and what he sees on plays, what he sees in coverages. Um, and not only that, I mean, you know, they, you got you to gotta watch it day by day. You got to see it day by day. Um, you know, when we're done with the facility, we're done with training camp. When I go home at night, I'm always watching film for two hours or I'm in the playbook for two hours, uh, either or. But, you know, for me, just getting comfortable and really learning the whole in-depth of the playbook. And uh, I'm, I really believe I'm in a good spot. Are you a big note taker? How do you go through your meetings? What do you <laughs> yeah. think? You're laughing. Yeah, but... yeah. You know me. I'm I'm definitely a note card guy. Uh, definitely a note card guy. You know, write it down a couple times, and you know, and then when I'm done with that, I'll go over it a couple times, and you know, look at it before, and then look at it after, make sure I'm right, and I'm just shuffling them up, and uh, just doing a lot of things like that. But um, really, I'm really excited about what you know this team is going and where we're headed, and we just got to keep on. I know so much was made about your vertical speed. Uh, you know, and we talk. I mean, I don't think you go through a conversation without anyone mentioning your speed. I, I saw the box drill that you guys were doing the other day, and that was the first time I really appreciated just the short area quickness that you had. Um, how much does that, even more so than the vertical speed, give you an opportunity to win at this level? Yeah, you know, uh, especially at this level, you just can't go deep, you can't go vertical. And, uh, you know, even when I was at Tennessee, um, I wasn't going vertical every time. And uh, you got to be able to run routes. You got to be able to get uh, get open. And uh, especially how it is up here, uh, you're going against elite guys, elite defenders uh, that's seen everything. Um, so, you, you know, you got to be quick. And only that, you got to be decisive. And, you know, that's one thing I want to show to, to, the, to, to the coaches, uh, uh, to DJ, um, and whoever the quarterback is in. I just want to show them that I can get open consistently. And that's what I want to do throughout the uh, training camp. You've been in stadiums where there's the roar, the 100,000 people, and obviously we know the Alabama game, but even more than that. Any difference when you come here and there are about a thousand people here and you hear that roar? Oh yeah, today oh, yeah. you know it, it. It brings out a spark. It brings out a spark. You know, just seeing all the fans that came out today in support and really seeing them all throughout training camp. Uh, I think it's been packed here since. Um, and uh, you know, for us, it juices, it, make, it juices us up. You know, and uh, makes us go out there and you know want to play football and want to you know want to actually show the fans what we do and having fun at the same time. And uh, you know, it's nothing different. It's nothing different. Uh, Tennessee was crazy fans. And, you know, I get here to Giants and it's crazy fans. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. You, you know, it's funny. The roar of 100 grand is not the same as the roar yeah. of 1,000. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah but, definitely not the same. But definitely I would imagine this is your first. Yep. I mean, so yep. the first time you hear that yep. roar, it's got to feel good. Oh, yeah, definitely. And not only that, it's my first time, you know, being at practice and, you know, actually a practice setting and, you know, seeing all the fans, uh, you know, calling out your name, cheering you when you, when you catch a ball or cheering you when you're doing something, uh, something right. So, uh, like I said, I'm having fun with it. Uh, I love this game and I love the fans that came. Does that challenge challenge you mentally at all early on to get used to that? The idea that this is practice, so you want to maybe you practice a certain way in college, and now you, you know. I think uh, for me, it's, it, it helps me for game settings. Um, you know, and then when you get in the game, uh, it makes it easier for you. Um, you know, I'm a person where you know, time I step on the field, it doesn't matter who's around or who's listening or who's watching. I, I tend to black out and you focus on what I got to do on the field. But you know. When, when you catch the ball, you hear the roars, and you hear people calling your name. It, it really makes makes you appreciate the game more. And uh, just seeing all the fans that came out today supported, man, definitely have fun. What's your relationship with Daniel like now compared to really when you first met him? Yeah, just getting closer with him. Uh, you know, at first uh, he didn't know me, um, and I didn't know him. And uh, you know, we sat down, we had dinner together, um, and, and we do did, did a lot of things in the off season where uh, it was just me and him, and I'm um, just trying to get on the same page with each other. Um, 
you know, one thing we had to do, he had to get used to my speed, and I had to get used to, to the balls that he threw. So uh, I really feel like we're in a great spot, just Daniel and I, and how we communicated. And, you know, he's one of the closest guys on the team that I'm close with now. And just a great dude. And, you know, everything that's coming from him, you know, he deserves it. He's a hard worker. He's always the first in the building, last out. Uh, and I appreciate those things, especially when you see him from the quarterback. So uh, for me, I'm just want to take that next step. I, I never asked you this, and I don't remember you saying it in the spring. Who are some of the guys that you've had in your game after when you were growing up? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I was a big uh, Deshaun uh, Jackson fan. Um, he played and uh, still a big fan of his. Uh, just what he does for the game, how he changes the game. Uh, I just felt like I had the game that I had. Um, but now, you know, since he's out of the league, I'm more, you know, I'm to the Demonte Smith. Uh, you know, guys that kind of have my size and, and speed and uh, guys that can catch, you know, catch the ball with their hands and uh, guys that can open. And uh, I really think Devontae Smith is, you know, one of the best receivers in the league. And, you know, that's, that's who we're trying to get to. Yeah, so you're basically a Tennessee guy you mentioned an Alabama guy. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned you know, yeah, no, Deshaun right. Jackson. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's that just learn from guys here you know learn from Shep you know who just got back today and uh, you know learn from a lot of guys that we have Paris Campbell you know, Isaiah Hyde you know all of them so you know they teach me well they teach me a lot of things and I'm just blessed to be here take me inside the room are you a loud guy involved guy are you a quiet guy like to sit back and kind of watch people how do you deal with you know when I get in the meeting room I tend to you know sit by Coach Grow our receiver coach and just sit with him and see what he has to say. Um, at the same time, me and you know, they want to hear what we think and what we see on routes or what we see on uh, uh, coverages. And you know, that's that's what DJ likes and uh, you know us communicating. So when we're in the meeting room, we love to communicate. You know, see what we see and see what the quarterback sees. So everybody's on the same page. You know, because when everybody's on the same page, nobody can stop. You mentioned uh, Shep coming back today. How, how big of a presence do you think he's here? He's, I don't even know if you realize he's the longest tenured guy here. You know, he was in your shoes back in 16 you know, as a rookie, and now he's gotten to that point. Um, what, what kind of presence does he give off in, in the building? Yeah, I was, man, I was a Shep fan before I even got here. Um, a guy that uh, does it the right way, a uh, leader, a uh, vet that actually has experience and seen everything. Um, and not only that, just having him here, you know, when I first got here in the community camp, he was already up here working. Uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for him. And not only that, seeing him today I, actually out there, especially when I was lining up and seeing him in the slot, uh, man, I was happy. I was happy because he cares about everybody. He cares about that receiver room. He's that leader of that receiver room. And, uh, you know, it shows his growth. It shows why he was here for so long because he does everything the right way. And that's somebody that, you know, I look up to and uh, want to get to one day. You've given me a lot of time, so I'll give you one last one for you. Uh, is chemistry and rapport and knowledge the most important thing for you to be able to get to where you want to go this season or is there something else in your game that you're working on no i really think that's number one communication um you know actually getting on the right page with a quarterback um understanding the playbook for me uh, you know I, I really feel very confident in my ability to, to, to do everything that i need to do as a receiver um, and you know i'm gonna keep getting better every day stacking days for days you know that's gonna be my motto uh, for this training camp but the, the main thing i want to do is just you know, get DJ's trust. You know, when he sees me out there one-on-one, -on -one, I want him to look and be like, yeah, I'm going to throw it to him. So that's the only thing I want to do this training camp, consistently getting open for him, consistently catching the ball for him, and consistently getting open. Jalen Hyatt, been fun to watch, and I'm looking yes, forward to keep seeing you go. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks to Jalen Hyatt. Much appreciated. I really enjoyed our interview. It's the first time I was able to meet with him one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, and like I said, it just kind of materialized. It was not scheduled. 
Uh, we had a one-on-one interview uh, that I requested before practice, and Jalen had spent almost 30 minutes in the field house the other day with media bouncing back and forth between interviews, and I didn't bother him on that day. I waited. I was able to get him, and at his request, we came out of the field house and uh, sat on a brick wall that's near the Giants' entrance to the locker room, and he preferred that after a long practice, plus the wide receivers and quarterbacks signed yesterday for the kids at camp. So it was a long day for Hyatt, but much appreciated that he was able to do this. And like I said, uh, sometimes it helps to uh, to think on your feet and be a veteran. And that's what I try to do uh, for you. I figured try to get you as much content as we possibly can. And this interview was a part of that. Now, at the end of the interview, we had shut off the microphone and Daniel Jones ended up walking by at the time. And he joked with me, because we've known each other since he's gotten here, that had I asked Jalen if he reached 24 miles per hour today, which is yesterday in Sunday's practice. And I joked, I said, I had not. And he said, make sure you do. And he kept walking. And so I asked Jalen, you know, had he hit 24? Was that crazy today? And he said he didn't have the numbers for today, but yes, he had a couple times where the GPS that the Giants use uh, tracked him as top speed at 24 miles per hour. Now, I know this got a lot of traction on social media yesterday when I tweeted it. It's going to be part of a feature that I'm writing on Jalen, but you know, this is not saying that he ran 24 miles an hour from the line of scrimmage to the end of the route. This is saying that he hit that top speed at one point in his route. And again, it's in practice. They're not in full uniform, but you could tell that the Giants, especially Daniel Jones, Jalen Hyatt, and other wide receivers on this team are having a little bit of fun with the speed. You know, remember when Darius Slayton in the spring said, if you got a bunch of Ferraris, you don't leave them in the garage. You want to take them out and drive them. And Hyatt is the Ferrari at this point. Now, Slayton has speed. Paris Campbell was clocked top speed at over 22 miles an hour last year. But Hyatt knows his speed. And like I said, he wants to be known as more than just a speed guy. You know, but that's like saying Leonardo da Vinci wants to be known more than just an artist. You know, I think at this point, his speed is what has gotten him here. His hard work, his route tree, everything else will all come if it's not here already. It's it's a matter of what he's doing now to put that speed to his advantage. And it's not just running from point A to point B. It's being able to use that short area quickness to get off the line of scrimmage, to make defenders respect that speed. And I think he does that. I think he does it well. And so far, I like what I've seen from Jalen Hyatt, working not just with Daniel Jones, but also with Tyrod Taylor, and even a little bit with Tommy DeVito with the third team, rookie and rookie. He's out there running different routes, uh, working what works, for Hyatt and seeing what they can improve on. 
So I think Jalen Hyatt is really going to have more of an impact early on than I anticipated. Might not have the number of snaps early on, but in those snaps, I think the Giants will try to use him uh, to their advantage, obviously, and do what he does best. So it'll be very exciting to continue to see the growth of Jalen Hyatt. Again, thanks to him and uh, thanks to you for listening. Uh, Some thoughts on camp and where we're at, and then we can move move forward and I'll be heading inside to get ready for day five of the Giants training camp. Uh, A look at the week of what we have. Giants are on the field Monday. Then they're on the field Tuesday night, five to seven. Then they have off Wednesday, then practice Thursday and Friday morning. And then Saturday, another night practice. And then they'll be off on Sunday, no access. And Monday they practice and then head to Detroit. I will not be at Monday's practice because I will be traveling to Detroit. And Tuesday morning, a week from tomorrow, the Giants will be on the field with the Lions and a set of two joint practices before they have their preseason opener. It's here already, August 11th. Uh, Giants continue to move the combos around in... The offensive line rotation. Yesterday, Tyree Phillips, who last year got a bulk of his time replacing Evan Neal at right tackle when Neal hurt his knee. Tyree Phillips, so far in camp, has gotten time at right guard and right tackle. Yesterday, he was with the starters at left guard. So it'll be very interesting to see if he enters a mix that to this point was expected to be Ben Bredesen, Joshua Azudu and maybe Shane Lemieux. And now Phillips is an interesting aspect. And now I think they may be developing him as their top reserve to maybe move around the line. But Phillips looked good on Friday when he was out there at right guard. So I'll be interested to see if that was just a one-time thing yesterday or if he is part of this rotation with... Azudu and Bredesen when he's not at center, uh, and maybe even with John, with Mark Lewinsky at right guard. Um, all right, before I wrap, I want to mention how Sunday's practice ended, and if you haven't seen it by now, check out the one-handed interception by Jason Pinnock. I've been telling you since the spring when Julian Love signed with the Seahawks. I asked around people I know in the building, players, coaches, front office, and the one constant I got was they like JP. And JP is Jason Pinnock, obviously came over from the Jets last year. Uh, The Giants used him a lot last year once Xavier McKinney was hurt. And Pinnock, I think, was really a surprise on the back end. He's gotten a lot of time to develop here. You know, the Jets viewed him as really more of a special teams player. He didn't really develop as quickly as they would have liked. They put him on waivers last year. Giants grabbed him up. They liked what they saw in the joint practice that the Jets and the Giants had, so he was on their radar. Same with Lawrence Cager, uh, who's another guy to watch this summer. And I think what you saw with Pinnock now set the scene It was the last play of practice, and it was offense versus defense team at the goal line, 
and it was whichever side won, the other side had to run sprints from sideline to sideline. And Daniel Jones rolled out, escaped Dexter Lawrence, but as Dexter converged, so did Xavier McKinney. The whistle blew, so it would have been blown dead, a sack, but they kept playing, and thankfully for us, they did, for entertainment value and for Jason Pinnock, because Daniel Jones tried finding Darren Waller at the back of the end zone, and why not? Everything that they've thrown at Darren Waller, he's come down with so far this camp. And this was not a completion to Waller. This was an unbelievable interception by Jason Pinnock, one-handed, windmill-style, the defense went crazy. The offense ended up having to run run sprints. And that's kind of how things unfolded at the end of Sunday's practice. But regardless of what happened, the play would have been blown dead. If you even watch some of the videos that were out there, we were not allowed to video. So the videos are coming either from the Giants or from fans in the stands. You could see Dexter Lawrence buck, bucked, bleh, bust out his sexy Dexy dance. So he thought he had a sack. Xavier McKinney thought he had a sack, but he pulled up, obviously. He's not going to attack Daniel Jones in that situation. And at that point, Jones, you know, I saw some people complaining about Jones throwing the interception, trying to criticize Daniel Jones. That's the point of the play. Throw the ball. It's a competition play. And you never know, you throw the ball up to Darren Waller in that situation, and if not for Pinnock's unbelievable play, maybe Waller catches it and you don't have to be the side that runs sprints. So it, sometimes you have to know the context with which the plays are run in practice. Uh, and I think this was important to, to note that, you know, this was a competition play. This was not a, hey, Daniel, throw the ball out of bounds. This was try to complete the ball and beat the defense. And that's what he did. This wasn't third and four against the Cowboys on opening night. So that's where it ended up. Jason Pinnock, again, one to watch for this team. I've been telling you since the spring. Hopefully you've been listening. Of course you have. You're all in, and so are we. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. Thanks to Jalen Hyatt, and we'll catch you later in the week.